Now. It's time for Two Birds and One Stoner with me, Mr. Trey. That feel-good show to get you going. I woke up so motivated, so We're not in a position where we should agree. This isn't an easy subject, and that's okay around here. You see, I got all my game from the streets of California. Young nigga. I'm not questioning anybody's intelligence. I think we're past that. I'm now questioning the ethics of the situation. So what we smoke me. We're just having fun. <laughs> I can't even believe it. I had to hang up on that guy. He just said he used weed that wasn't decarboxylated to cook. I can't do you today. In my mind, they said... You could ask yourself an insane question. What if I'm not on any side and I just want the truth? His gift is a curse. Forget the earth. He's got the urge to pull his dick from the dirt and fuck the whole universe. I'm not hey, maybe we can have a debate over what successful is, but I can tell you one thing. I know I was meant to do this, and no one's going to argue that. He said when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Be successful. It's time for Blunt Football Time. In trouble, gets away, Mahomes. I don't know what you're doing here. How you doing it? You're doing it. It is, of course, Blunt Football Time. So you already know what that means. It's not that show. I tricked you. It's two birds, one stoner. Today we're talking guns and sensibility, as well as my weed life. It's my weed life, so let me live my weed life. And let me live my best weed life, because I'm, you know, I'm a saucy bitch, you know, whatever. So let me live my best saucy bitch life. Mind your business. Oh, or something. I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> you're on two birds and one starter. We like to promote a conducive, welcoming environment. And also still be a dick about it, because I'm like your older brother, your dad, your uncle that's cool as fuck. Way cooler than your parents. Um... I'm like your cool brother that you don't tell your own girls about because it probably won't work out between us. <laughs> All right, so um, two birds and one stoner. Today I want to get into an actual serious subject, you know, sensibility of guns. And uh, my weed life, bro. So the first thing I want to talk about is my weed life, let me live. Um, and this, this is my weed life, and I would like you to let me live. Uh, we've got a special guest today out of Michigan, Chris Watkins. Sorry for the folks out of Michigan. Welcome down here. Hey, buddy. What up? Um, so, at the same time, I'm really impressed. Um, so, sir, as in most things, I bring fun and sometimes controversial topics to the, to the table. Okay. We just have to. This one, I'm going to try to keep it as uncontroversial as possible by remaining the level-headed human in the room at all times. I am all about smart gun ownership, sensible gun ownership, all that good stuff. Uh, definitely about um, going out and going pew pew and shooting stuff. And it's fun. Um, I'm all about living my best life. Um, and I'm all about you doing the same. At the same time, I'm all about recognizing the facts, understanding the truth, and wanting to sometimes compelled to help fix things, make it better, right? So 
when I have the gun talk, just like the weed talk with people, I always remind them that I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here to 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 to, to make you do something different. I am here to try to change you as a human in a sense, in a sense, um, by getting you to be maybe a little more sensible, maybe a little more understanding, maybe not so far off in your corner of whatever the fuck your corner is, right? And so when it comes to guns, I do believe in responsible ownership, right? Um, But I don't necessarily believe that, you know, we should all get in trouble for a few bad apples. You know, big small indifferent the apples can be automatically awesome you know um the apples can be you know a bunch of weirdos and stuff like that um the offers can be you know people can be out there with what they want for when it comes to guns right me i'm a little more sensible i like to think um I like to think that um, I like to think that people like you know they really wish to be the best humans they can be, despite sometimes that that just can't work. Um, and I think that people want to be good people, you know, they want to be good humans. Um, so for me, the general reality is is I love owning gun guns, right? Like I think it's fun. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I know you do too, Chris. Um, and that's why it's fun to talk to like people. Like I've had people always do shows with me that, you know, they're willing to understand that there are atrocities in the world, but at the same time, um, you have to go ahead and understand that at the same time, you know, there are problems, right? There's issues in the U S. Um, and that's why I thank you, Chris, for being on the show today with me here at Wake and Bake America Radio, because I think it's an important conversation to have. You know, I think it's an honest conversation to have as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. And I also get that, um, you know, it's just one of those days where some people can't handle a little more moderate situation, right? Right, absolutely. It it, uh, it just confuses me how they want to, you know. Some of the laws are justifiable, but it's it's not always the gun; it's the person. Right, and it's not always the person. Sometimes it's the gun. I mean, yeah, and then sometimes it's you know bad owners or bad this. Um, I, I'm willing to like again. Uh, and sorry, Chris, I do apologize. We had to deal with a miscreant in the Instagram feed. Um, just somebody being an asshole per usual. Um, can't handle that. Can't handle that I was speaking up for the gay community yesterday on a show I taped. Decided to come into the gun talk and try to debate that again. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you can't handle it. That's your problem. I, I, I handle gay people very well by loving them. Um, and while I'm not gay myself, I love gay people and cool, man, go fuck off if you don't like it. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'm at that point where I'm like, piss off pussy. Well, and it's not even that they're gay. They're human. 
and you take issue with that because you're a deplorable human not you chris yours is a euphemism for the prick that i like so i had to deal with but anyway so with that said christopher um now that we've dealt with the ass rats as i like to call them instead of ass hats get it um so when it comes to gun ownership and that's why i said sorry i got a little sidetracked because i was trying to talk to you and also you know publicly you know deal and denounce an idiot right good times so anyway um but let's get back to it because this is a more important conversation um as a matter of fact i got i got a way to stick it to that little prick (laughs) shut him down yeah no no no. i'm just going to discard the media so even his comments will never be seen by anyone ever yep and then just start a new video because i keep it gangsta like that so anyway back to our gun talk that's been rudely interrupted by a douche canoe and so anyone hearing this on taping we're sorry for those few moments there but we are trying to deal with a miscreant and a douche canoe and a deplorable human um and instead of keeping it on topic which today's topic is simple it's gun ownership it's gun sensibility but also at the same time while we i refuse to jump on the no gun bandwagon because so here's the problem with the no gun thing right for me um and i'm first off we're not even in a place where that's something i can be comfortable with do you understand what i mean by that right like i still feel compelled to protect my my home self and property from miscreants yeah because you never know where they're going to come from indeed that is a fun fact indeed um and when it comes to me dealing with miscreants and tool bags right um you just never know where that stuff's going to come from and so you have to deal with that as it comes your way so you can't predict when somebody's going to kick in your front door. And so that's why I do believe in, uh, you know, sensible legal gun ownership because the poll dude, in my opinion, and maybe this is me being a little jaded from being grown up in the hood and being a little jaded from what happened, you know, back in the day, be I've been shot at, um, the, uh, the people next door and across the hall from me have been shot up at times where I've lived because of whatever they're into. And, um, so, the one thing that is the constant consummate, right, is that the police showed up after everything was over. The police showed up after everything was done. Okay. So I think I was there for one of those. You want something to laugh about? I have so much bass in my voice that it vibrates my nose ring, which then makes my nose itch. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you know, that I need to, you know, the bzz, bzz thing. <laughs> my nostrils is getting too long or something you know getting old's fun though right boys hey <laughs> so, anyway chris um i think that i feel compelled to own a gun because of the time we live in and society being the problem not me i don't want us all to have guns and shoot each other per se so yeah let alone do you, let alone do you want to have to pull your weapon and actually use it never want to have to pull it and use it no not at all you're absolutely right um so it becomes frustrating because i agree with the more liberal base that yeah we all shouldn't be running around carrying a bunch of guns but at this time i feel more compelled to agree with part of the conservative base right or the gun base the gun lobby um I don't think everybody needs a, 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 you know, an M16 or an AK-47 just chopping up the city, right? Like, I don't think that's necessarily the need per se, but I will say that 
having weapons to handle business if you come in my house is comforting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and what people don't recognize and lawmakers don't recognize, you can make all the laws in the world. If a criminal wants a gun, they're going to get a gun. Or they'll figure out a way to make one. Right. You, you got people 3D printing them nowadays. Yeah, technically they're just 3D printing the lower receiver and then they're buying the rest of the parts legally because you can buy part by part and no one will ever notice. Right. Not that I'd know anything about that, but I'm just saying I did a story on it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it gets complicated. The gun conversation has constantly been complicated. And I think that you have, I think you have nutbags on one side that are like, let's all get grenade RPGs and say, fuck it. No, no, you're fucking nuts. But also the ones that are like, let's all give the police our guns because that worked out great before. I think you're nuts too. Um, it begs to differ that I'll make you a deal. When you can show up before the crime happens, then I'll, I'll give you my shit. Right. I mean, because there's a happy medium out there for everybody. We just haven't found it yet. And in consequence, when you're shooting people that look like me for standing on their own porches. Right. Because another thing too, bro, I'm not going to get a police my shit and have them come over and kill me anyway. So, I think we have to ask, how do you heal those wounds how do you fix that issue that complication right in a society that's relatively broken over the situation fair to say and i think that's an honest question that we have to continue to ask ourselves as a society is how do we grapple with the gun issue and the fact that people like me are like yo i'm down i want it to be better but um what are you gonna do about the police don't show up till after shit happens um Right. I mean, it should really start with giving these kids something to do so that they don't turn into these adults out there shooting each other and killing people. If you're just checking out our show, you should check out the show I did before this episode called Paying Taxes for Youth Sports because I think I got very into compelling people that they should try to work with us um, on that one. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And this this ties right into it wholly. Because if you don't start with, you know, teaching these kids how to be respectable people of society, how can you ever expect them to become that? Absolutely. 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 Give it up. Yes. Yeah, one time for you. Yes. Happy medium, though. Where is that? Where does that happy medium lie? You know what I mean? Where do we gain the component of getting the respect of, let's say, the gun lobby, while still showing the compassion that I think that the, really the, the progressive no gun lobby really wants, right? Um, and understanding that walking down the street with an AR-15 is not acceptable. And that 
most of the time you mean and or are trying to appear to be tough or you mean to be threatening or cause problems. No, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can be honest as a gun owner and say that people don't just do that to be cool. They're just doing it to be intimidating. And I think that we just, we, how do you grapple and keep a gun culture, Chris? But then at the same time, prevent violence. Yeah, we, I mean, that, that's the ultimate question. If, if we can only come to a serious answer and an agreeable uh, fix well, for everything. The medium between the gun lobby and the no gun lobby, because no one's going to get it all. That's never going to happen. Oh yeah, absolutely not. It, you know, but they're stingy. It, it seems like the people we have in Congress right now want it all their way or no way. I could not agree more, and I think that that's equally as frustrating for myself. Um, I because I, I I'm with you. It's just like, come on, man. Like, like so. The problem is, is just like I told you, is um, whoever lines my pockets, that's what I got to do. Um, in a, in a, in a different show, we talked about that. You know what I mean? And yeah. so when I think about like, well, whoever lines my pockets is who I got to listen to. I don't find that to be anything but the full blown truth of the situation. You know, like it does not matter what you and I think if I get that far, I guarantee you, I owe somebody who can bury me. And some of these people are like, give me a piece of, I'm not giving you money unless you give me a piece of dirt on you that I know you're going to do it, Isaiah. You know what I mean? Like th there's a way the game is played. There's a room where the game happens and you either understand that or you don't. Me, I understand it. I get pissed and I want to argue about it in debate, right? Yeah. Some people, some people, they just want to argue about it, but they don't understand it. I always implore my listeners to get educated on the situation, and I'm sorry, but you can't be educated by CNN or Fox News. You need to go read like real law study journals and things of that nature, and you need to go actually read stuff that's published and stuff that's res by respected peers. So like law journals, medical journals, real journals that are- Yeah, we're talking about books. <laughs> yeah. Actual oh books God. that you hold in your hand. I'll never forget that listener that called in and was like, you didn't read that bill. Blah, 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 Oh, you heard it? Okay, good, good, yeah. good. I want to hear it. I was hoping you'd hear it. Um, yes, I I wholeheartedly agree that I think that it's 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 okay to be. See, this is where I tread uncomfortable, you know, ground. If you would, it gets very uncomfortable to be a true Arizonan and to know that the West was won with the Colt forty five, my brother, and so. I can't just turn my back on gun ownership, but I see the atrocity that takes place on a daily basis. Absolutely. Even right now, Chris, even right now, Christopher, <laughs> 
even right now, I really feel like I always have that Western cowboy soul. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like when you try me, I squint my eyes. You're like, wide up and I'll meet you in the OK Corral, you son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a squirrely little son of a bitch. I always have been. Fair enough. And so, and a scrappy little bastard nonetheless. And so with that said, I've always felt like I've, I can't just turn my back on the gun lobby. Like I said, but I also am not stupid. I'm not dumb enough to sit back and act like what's going on is okay. I'm not foolhardy or ignorant enough to think that I'm better than the world and to think that I got all the answers. What I do got is more than prayers. I'll say that either way. (laughs) Because I have sensible solutions. Like, I've said several times that I support the no gun buy, the the, the list. But I think that it's very funny to me that it's almost impossible to get off of it once you're on it. So then it becomes a level of constitutionality and fairness, right? Right. So I'm like, not like, like, hey, every nutbag should have a gun. And 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 when you pull out of prison for beating the fuck out of your wife, no, you should not have guns. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. But because you are, you have proven, <laughs> look, you've proven that you can't be trusted, okay? Right. Violent tendencies. You got somebody who like stole a car when they were like 17 and got charged as an adult. They can never own a gun again. And that seems irrational to me if they've proven themselves, you know, five years for a misdemeanor, seven years for a felony. You wait that long, you should be able to start buying again. I don't think that unless it's a violent crime, it shouldn't be indefinite, to be honest with you. So there's there, you know, even with the gun lobby, I'm like, look, I'm not giving you everyone. God, but. You're not wrong that that list makes people ineligible indefinitely, and it shouldn't. Like, you got people – I'm going to use a friend of mine as an example. He and his wife got in an argument, right? Okay? It's going to happen. Okay? They're arguing pretty loud, to be fair, right? This will also happen, right? No two people are perfect. If you guys don't argue, one of you is a serial killer. I'm sorry. (laughs) Or you've been together for 30 years and you don't even fucking waste your time arguing no more. Because there's yeah. that too. There's that. My grandparents got there. You know, I said, like 20 years of being married, my grandfather's like, I don't even fucking waste my time. Yeah, right. It ain't fucking worth it. You win, <laughs> I'm out. Right? I tap. That's me. I tap out now. I'm just like, you win, I'm wrong, you're right. Even yep. if I'm right, you're right. And I'm wrong. <laughs> I know my place in this. <laughs> Amen. My place involves getting ass. I'll be wrong. She knows me. She knows. He'll say he's wrong because he wants that booty cheeks. I'm like, damn it. Damn the only it. time I want to sleep on the couch is if I get too high. Right? The only time I ever want to sleep on the couch. <laughs> oh, that's the realest ish ever. For real. The only time I ever want to sleep on the couch is if it's because I got too high and never made it to the bed. Right. I mean, can every man live a good dream? Because that's it right there for me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Chris, I think that the problem is that I think we have a lot of sensible people that are willing to come to the table and negotiate and are willing to say like, Hey, I don't do all that fuck shit. I mean, I got people that are like, Hey, look, I stole something. I caught a felony when I was like 25. I'm 45 now. 
I don't really understand why I still can't own a gun. I didn't even have a gun when I stole that. I shoplifted that watch being a prick, something, right? And so you're like, okay, so why does this guy or gal not able to own a gun? It's an honest question that I think that when we talk about national gun ban list and it's not only inaccuracies, but it's blatant difficulty to get off of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially for people with some of the most pettiest stuff like you're talking about. I mean, something they did stupid when they oh, were a teen. I'm bag of pot. You bought off your uncle in like 1995, but because you had just turned 17, they charged you as an adult with a dope charge, hit you with a class six felony. You can never own a gun. A class six felony has the same amount of prison or jail time almost as a misdemeanor one. Let that sink in, folks. You were, we're literally locking potheads up for like a year or two, which is about what a misdemeanor one felony one will t- get you is about between one and three years, you know, or that's, a low, lowest that's class. Bad. That's bad. Like the lowest class, first off, anything that's a misdemeanor, you should never have to do more than a year in jail unless you're like a repeat offender. Then, yeah, I get, I get making you do two or whatever in the county. But if you got to go to the pokey, first off, you should be sentenced to more than a year. But l- and if you got to do more than a year, but less than two, then there should be some like transitional jail, right? Because you haven't done enough to really hit the pokey. Let's not go put you in with Gen Pop and ruin you. <laughs> like seriously, though, I'm dead yeah. serious. It, it, there are there are uh, uh, legitimate problems out there in the U.S. with the jail system that go hand in hand with the gun system and the entire gun debate as a whole. Anyway, it, it gets moderately frustrating when you. It just gets moderately frustrating that in a country where it's supposed to be a country built on, you know, if you make mistakes, you can fix your life, but, oh, but you just can't fix that. And we all know that these laws were made to really lower down the lower class and poor class um, ownership of guns in the first place, right? Yeah, they were targeting people. They were targeting classes of 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 by race by locking them up and then also the poor because i always laugh when you think you're almighty up there above everybody else when you're poor you're just one of us buddy (laughs) right it just makes me frustrated for the for really the entire country as a whole because i think that you know the police can't get there first there's no way for the police to show up before the crime happens okay not even close. Definitely got to be a way to protect yourself and your family. We should always have the ability to look out for ourselves, hunt, feed, and fish. Um, and so I think that the topic of weapons of war becomes a discussion at times too, Chris. And I think that that's a touchy subject for gun owners because some gun owners find them to be weapons of fun. But (laughs) what we've seen these weapons be used as is in a um, execute all attack style, um, military style. And then there's going to be somebody who'll write the show and be like, nothing that guy did was was trained in the military. I get it. But just because he did it playing war zone doesn't mean that that's what he wasn't trying to do. Just because he was flawed in his movement training and event planning or whatever you want to say today doesn't change the fact of what he attempted to do, goddammit. 
How about when they attempted to kidnap our uh, governor? Bro, that's some wild shit right there. Those dudes should have been strung up in a fight. I'm telling you about the gallows, yeah. though. I, if I that know. is not treason against a state government, then I don't know what is. Right. <laughs> but right. again, I really find it fascinating that if you come from the right part of the world descent, right color and so forth, you're a terrorist. But if you're an American-born, generally Caucasian person, they really, and they being the, the big news, really hesitate to refer to somebody as a terrorist when they're U.S. born. And I'm like, the definition of terrorism is, i.e., to terrorize a group or faction or party of people based on political, religious, or personal points of view that blatantly in your eyes give you the right to attack someone right so to me every every person that in their manifesto is like these people aren't good christians that's terrorism every person that puts in their manifesto these people didn't vote for x y and z that's a terrorist um this i'm kidnapping this person because they're from the opposite political party that's a terrorism charge that's what it should be you're you know I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You want to go up and start insurrecting and all this horseshit instead of voting for people like we planned America to be, then that is terrorism. When you think that you can take the country by force instead of by vote, that is terrorism. And that's all I'm going to put in on it. So I just don't understand how things that show up at terrorist acts and in terrorist events, by and large, U.S. and uh, abroad, involve the very weapons that people have problems with D defending our nation foreign and domestic that's the constitution now i guess these days and age depending on who you ask who the enemy and who the foreign and domestic is right because right. to me the enemy of the state is people who want to try to take over the country because they lost a vote people who want to try to take over stuff because they don't like my skin color that's terrorist to me straight up you're a fucking terrorist and whatever happened to the Patriot Act? Yo, yo, it's funny that the Patriot Act be used to... <laughs> You're going to get me started. <laughs> like that been used to go after people that do look like me, but don't look like you, Chris. Right. And I find it very, very fascinating. And people go, well, somebody's... This, that, and the other. And I'm like, if you're plotting against America, it kind of forfeits your right to the protections of the freedom of speech and so forth. Well, let alone the color of your skin. I don't know, man. I just think that it's crazy to me how this shit all works. Like, it really is. The whole system is rigged against people that are poor, brown, black, or foreign, foreign heritage born, other than European people. This is basically the the whole manifesto there that I've I've seen year after year, you know. But it is frustrating because there's a lot of allies out here that are real gun allies, that are real, you know, gun lobby allies, you know. And uh, maybe not literally the NRA who was once guilty of helping pass laws that made it harder for people of color to get guns. But, you know, hey, whatever. Um, you know, they're new, Miss New Booty now, I guess. But anyway, um, I don't support factions 
and political parties like that. You know this. I yeah. support certain individuals at times, but realistically, I don't really do that. I don't get into the whole NRA. I don't get into the whole Democrat Republican Party shit. I'm not really into it, into it. I pretend to be into it for the sake for the sake of a good show, but I'm not into it as people would think. I promise you. I, I, I believe that people on both sides have some great sensible things from guns to everything and that people on both sides have a lot right. But the problem is, is what they do have right. They're not willing to give up what they have completely and utterly fucking wrong. Either and have side. A, either side and have a little humility, right? There's that H word, uh-oh. But have a little humility and come to the table with discussions that work for both sides because right now, and I think this is something that, that you know, to a degree, it, it should scare people just a little bit, right? To, well, to that's what they, we elect these people for is to to sit down at the table and come to an agreement, not to fight and bicker all the time. Yeah, and I'll tell you, man, even me, even as somebody who wants to be nothing more and nothing less than a responsible gun owner, right? Even I, as somebody who does not support like the gun lobby per se, but does support rightful lawful gun ownership and the right to protect your home and yourself and your family, right? At the same time, I am an adult enough and sensible enough that I don't want violent offenders to be able to get guns. Um, I don't, you know, now again, this is all adult stuff. You know, I think that we have to reconsider. Um, they, they've, they've, there's some states where some kids can't buy guns when they become adults. And I think that we have to reconsider, like, have they been in more trouble or not and stuff like that and not just nix them right away. Because th sometimes a couple fist fights at school and all of a sudden this kid can never own guns doesn't sound right to me. You know what I mean? Um, but again, I'm willing to give and take here, gun lobby and non-gun lobby people. Um, I'm willing to give you sensible gun ownership with sensible background checks. However, um, I want on the gun lobby side that we go retake a look at the, at the list of when you're put on a list of to buy guns, because some people have um, stayed out of trouble. Some people have cleaned their act up. A lot of people on those banned lists, Chris, were given deferred sentences, which means they're not even felons anymore, which means they can go get a gun, but how they get it can be very difficult. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think that we have to um, we have to honor that. I think that the judicial system puts these deferred sentences and these agreements out with people. It's how people are able to save their jobs. It's how people are able to stay out of jail and things of that nature is to agree to plead to a charge. But within that agreement, agree to do what's asked of them. And if they do, then they should get all their rights back. That would include gun rights for nonviolent offenders who complete their deferred sentences in that statement. Absolutely. I just think that there's a better way. And I think that the gun lobby has so many loon tunes running shit. And anyone who says that the police can handle everything has lost their mind. And like I told you, in I would go with 99.99% of all violent things I've seen happen in my life. The police showed up after. Maybe in the middle at best or after. They were never there before it started unless they were at like a baseball game and a fight broke out, right? But I'm just saying, they weren't really there before it started ever. 
And that's not a bag on the police. I'm sorry. I'm just telling the truth, guys. You guys show up after shit happens. Guns drawn and ready for nothing. And so I'm saying that's that's 90% of what I, my problem is. And, and, and when I think about trying to be a sensible gun owner, it's tough in America. It's tough to be a sensible gun owner in America because both sides make it hard. Yeah, they do. They make it tremendously difficult because they they can't come to agreements and sensible laws. Well, and that's just it is, is we all just want to be, again, great gun owners. Simple and plain. Owners. I don't know any other way to say it. But America makes it difficult and it's frustrating and, it, and it's infuriating because here in this great country, it makes it difficult. And then, you know, our Canadians are like, at least you can own guns. And I'm like, well, actually, you can own guns in Canada, too, for hunting and purposes of that. But can you just run around all willy nilly with one? I don't believe so. We should actually we should want to get newbie into doobie in here on their gun laws there. Yeah, um, I, I don't think they can run around all willy-nilly. It has to be like a, a sports gun. I don't quote me on that, but yeah, don't quote me either, as I barely understand our laws and I studied them. <laughs> <laughs> so all, that's why I love when people are like, "I got constitutional rights," and I'm like, "All right, I need you to name, define, and subtext define each of those rights. Until okay. you can do that, you aren't worthy of the conversation." Oh man, I've gotten a lot of haters for that. <laughs> that specific comment you aren't worthy of the conversation because i'm not debating someone who wants to argue hot points they heard on fucking fox news or msnbc no right. i'm good i want to debate people who have some sensibility you know um i find that i quite often will debate people and when i do debate people i i find that i will quite often um get them to understand like, Oh shit. Maybe it's not all cupcakes and candy. Like I thought. Right. And I love getting people to do that. And that also brings me to my next point, just to roll right into that topic real quick on this commercial free edition of blunt football time. I mean, of uh, two birds, one stone. I don't know. Shaw. I've done so You've been many doing too many shows today. Oh yeah. I've been taping so many shows today that I really don't even know what show I'm doing anymore. I swear sometimes, but no, uh, it's wake and bake radio, baby. <laughs> yeah, That's what it is. Either way. It'll always be that. I mean, I'm super stoned too. So it's not helping the cause it's helping, but not helping. And I still got one more show to do after this show. It's, it's actually about the rent to debt, national debt. And, and we're going to be going into some weed news again. Um, but, First, we should get into our weed side of this story today, which also involves guns, and that's uh, let me live my weed life, please. So in some states, and, and, and quite often this has been shot down by the Supreme Court and been shot down by um, federal court judges that um, cannabis is a disqualifier for gun ownership. And what they're saying is, well, you're committing a federal crime. Uh, technically not because it's not a crime there. So they're saying that you shouldn't be able to own a gun because somebody who um, possesses partakes or is involved in any illegal narcotic uh, situation can't have a gun. Right. Yeah. But what they, but, but, but to be fair, that rule law, whatever was written 
when pot wasn't right legal in 30 some odd fucking states medically and in 20 some odd states recreationally whatever the fuck it is now 23 now recreationally is that what it is now yep yep 23 right and so yeah minnesota well they're not full legit until august but and that's i hate they just went uh right yeah my next story thanks sorry so if, if you want to check out the next show stick around next week for the next show because while i'm taping it next you won't get to hear it for a week after this show so stick around we're going to be getting into the weed politics of it and the rent to debt national collusion that one right there is going to blow your mind man i invite anyone and everyone who pays rent to stick around for that show or to come check out that show because it's going to be lit so i think that the i think we need look I think that this this insanely conservative controlled lacking balance Supreme Court right now with a corrupt um, Thomas in there. Um, there you know what I, you know, of all the people who took money and didn't report it who who hung out with people whose cases they may have dealt with for them and stuff like that for all the people. The one person I'm not surprised that fucked this up was Clarence Thomas, to be honest with you. Like, I'm just going to be, I'm just, can I throw that out there before I move on? <laughs> guy that if you told me there was a, 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 a corrupt Supreme Court justice, that's the motherfucker I would have believed out of all nine. He's the guy. The second one would be Kavanaugh, because ain't nobody did all that shit and still get elected unless he made promises to people that he should <laughs> Again, yeah. i.e. overturning they, abortion. They, you know, they need to hang that boy. The thing he said he wouldn't do. See, we should be able to vote on Supreme Court justices like at the state at some state levels. I think we should be able to vote on them. Um, because that would be the will of the people. If we voted on Supreme Court judges, it would literally be the will of the people. The popular vote gets to seat the seat. We seat them here in Michigan. Yeah. The people should seat those judges by popular vote, not Absolutely. by, not by, it shouldn't have to go off of the, the president's choice. Um, as we saw a one term twice impeached, disgraced, several times indicted president put three people in there. It's hard to question whether Neil Gorsuch, uh, Amy Cobert, uh, Amy, whatever the fuck, Cobert Barrett and fucking Brett Kavanaugh are not all potentially, I'm not gonna say what you think i'm about to say chris I'm gonna <laughs> say potentially crooked or have some form of corruption and or agreeable corruption which is collusion into something to do with roe v wade or something right um but we all know that that was the the republicans were willing to take any candidate that would overturn roe v wade right yeah uh, so we could get into that on another show, but I don't want to get into it today. And I feel like I would want to bring a woman in on the show to just be that healthy balance since it's her body, her choice anyway. Yeah. You'd have um, to get Cammy in on that one. You know, I be I blew I blew Cammy's one the other day. She said, I said, ba I said, babe, you know, I've been pro-choice since I was a kid for a reason, right? And she goes, Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that you had them mixed up, but you really believed that somebody's body was their domain. I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, Okay, so how then? And I said, Well, babe. I said, Tupac taught me that a woman's body is her body's choice. And she said, you're so stupid. And I said, nah. He said, just because a man may, uh, a man can't create a baby don't mean he got the right to tell a woman when and where to, to create one. Right. Bro, nah, he a pro, bro, he all been all, his mama been all about women's rights. Yep. 
So yeah, I blew her mind and she was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, you know, my rapper influenced me through his rhymes because he wasn't just like these ratchet hoes are my bitches. I mean, he did that too. We all do. But um, but he had like a different message that was more rooted in some of the Black Panther movement and some of the civil rights movement stuff that he was born during. And his right. mom literally took part in and even went to jail over. People forget that part. Of course. They don't see that picture, you know. His aunt is in Cuba for shooting and killing a cop. Allegedly, but that's where she is. <laughs> that's why everybody used to say he was in Cuba um, with, with his auntie, because that's where she, you know, that's where she went when in exile, you know, because um, it's one of the few countries that did not have a, a treaty with America. Most communist countries don't have a prisoner exchange treaty with America, except like China, a big one, you know. And even then, I'm not saying we would. As long as they don't think you're a spy, you could come home. <laughs> I mean, hey. Uh, so I've been letting my DNA like roost to roast or whatever on ancestry. They don't pay me to say that, but that's where I went. And so now that, you know, five years later, they've had time to really analyze it and go through it and all that stuff. It's not changed much anymore, bro. I'm like 9% Russian, Ukrainian, Eastern European. Holy smokes. But I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going for my Ukrainian family. Right. And just come over to somebody's yard and say this, my shit. Bitch, we fighting. My like, girl, my girl's got Ukrainian in her. That's awesome. If that's a dick joke, I'm gonna punch you in the face. No, it's not. Oh, okay, good, good, thank God. Because I know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's actually done the ancestry thing too. Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Her and I could be, you know, like I like Preston goes, "You're not in my DNA thread," and I'm like, "Bro, literally, we're like five African nations, the exact same, and oddly enough, the exact same mix, fucker." <laughs> and, and and in some cases almost the exact same percentage i'm like fuck you man we're related but same we're chief related. different mom no i think what it is is he and i are related maybe pre like literally pre-africa or, or pre-us uh north american continental because i think that our ancestral connection probably splits when my half or part of portion of tribal blood and related blood goes to puerto rico and I like, you know, Chile covered worms. And he goes to, you know, America, collard greens and shit, right? right. So that I told him, I said, I really think that that's the, the one big ancestral split is, is he's a little Scottish, a little Irish, a little English like I am. You know, he's basically Brit Britannia, Britain, British, you know, Britannia, that whole, the whole continent. And, uh, and, uh, but like, I have like a little bit of this and that and the other, and he doesn't, he also has Molly. I was like, they came deep into Africa to get Joe family. That's messed up <laughs> because I ain't got no Molly. All my countries were on the coast, bro. On the, on the West coast and Ivory coast of Africa. Yeah. Oddly enough, I don't think I had any, I'd have to go look again. I, I'm probably talking out my ass. Um, the, <laughs> big, the biggest one is my, my, um, my, uh, indigenous DNA is ultra high for how few people have like a lot of it period you know what i mean uh-huh which i thought was pretty cool also explains my box head <laughs> got that got that tri i caught that tribal head bro that box head i'll be at the bottom of the tiki holding that bitch up i'm just playing <laughs> so um 
I just think it's frustrating before, as we wrap up this show, that we can't come to the table to help curb gun violence. I think that's just a, a, a depressing part of, of what I do on this because I just think that we could do better here um, in America, and I think we could do better as a society. And I just find it fascinating. Tyranny's a bitch, but at some point we have to learn to trust people. Or how do we survive? Right. Show today, yeah. folks. Out. I'll see you later, Chris. Thanks for coming. Always. And I'm going to get out of here myself. It's been another uh, episode of Two Birds and One Stoner with Mr. Trey. Chris Watkins, thanks for showing up from High Tide Stick. Yo, the biggest thing about guns is be a smart owner, be a sensible gun owner, and make wise choices. Now. It's time for Two Birds and One Stoner with me, Mr. Trey. That feel-good show to get you going. I woke up so We're not in a position where we should agree. This isn't an easy subject, and that's okay around here. You see, I got all my game from the streets of California. Young nigga. I'm not questioning anybody's intelligence. I think we're past that. I'm now questioning the ethics of the situation. So what we smoke weed, we're just having fun. <laughs> I can't even believe it. I had to hang up on that guy. He just said he used weed that wasn't decarboxylated to cook. I can't do you today. My mind, they said... You could ask yourself an insane question. What if I'm not on any side and I just want the truth? His gift is a curse. Forget the earth. He's got the earth to pull his dick from the dirt and fuck the whole universe. I'm not afraid. Maybe we can have a debate over what successful is, but I can tell you one thing. I know I was meant to do this, and no one's going to argue that. He said when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Successful.